on today's show. You're going to sit with me as I watch game one of the doubleheader. It's in the fifth inning right now. This should be fun. Plus, we'll talk about Yankee stuff, obviously. We have injury news to talk about and possible returns and surgeries and all that good stuff. So stay tuned because Locked on Yankees is next. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans, and welcome to Locked On Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gonsoulias. Locked On Yankees is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch us on YouTube. Click the thumbs up button. Click the bell so you know when you're when the videos go live, when your videos go live, when my videos go live, you know when my videos go live. That is not what I wanted, Kyle Higashioka. He just hit into a double play. So I'm sitting here watching the Yankees and the Twins. And um, yeah, coming into this game, as soon as I saw the lineup, I thought to myself, is Aaron Boone punting this game? Now, I know the Yankees have injury issues. I know that some guys can't play. Actually, there's a few of them that can't play. We'll talk about that in a bit. But oh my God, this lineup is... Okay, no offense to these guys. No offense to these guys. But the only guy in the lineup right now who you can call a major leaguer is Aaron Judge, who hit his 55th home run like 10, 15 minutes ago. You have Oswaldo Cabrera, Judge, Gleyber Torres, Guzman, who just was called up, Andujar, Kiner Falefa, Florial, Higashioka, and Peraza. I'm so sorry, guys, but really, Aaron Judge is the only one who's a major league player. I understand that Isaiah Kiner Falefa, Gleyber Torres, and Kyle Higashioka have been with the team all year and technically are major leaguers, but they're not playing like major leaguers. Aaron Judge is. Aaron Judge is playing like two major leaguers, if we're going to be real. 55 home runs. 55. And his 55th home run barely cleared the fence. It was almost like a Stantonian line drive home run, you know? It wasn't one of his normal, you know, I'm going to hit the ball 450 feet bomb kind of ball. It was more of a Stanton home run, which is nice. But he's the only one doing anything. The Yankees have two hits through five. Judge's home run and Peraza's first hit. Let's clap for Peraza getting his first hit. Let's clap for the fact that Peraza is in the lineup. I know I just complained about the lineup, but let's get excited that Peraza is actually in the lineup and Aaron Boone is playing him. Let's get excited for that. Why not? So Domingo Herman has given up three runs. I mean, you know, 
He's been pitching fine. His problem is... Oh, dear. Oh, no, that's foul. Um, his problem is he is not getting run support. That sounds familiar. Is anyone getting run support from this team? Not lately. I know they scored five runs the other night, but not lately. Gio Urshela is up. Oh, my God. He almost... He almost oopsed into a home run in, in right field. It did hit the warning track, but at first I was like, don't tell me that's going out. <laughs> that would have been, that just would have been bad. That would have been really bad. It didn't go out. It was just a fly ball. And uh, is that Cabrera playing right field? He made the catch. So, because Judge is DHing today. Uh, not today. Um, in this game. I'm assuming he'll be playing in the night game because, again, he's the only major leaguer in the lineup and the Yankees need him to be in the lineup. Who is that? Oh, that's Guzman. I didn't know what he looked like. Okay. I got totally confused when I looked at first base. I'm like, who is that? Jake Cave? Jake Cave? Oh, my God. I remember him. He has... Oh, my God. He has white in his beard. Jake Cave has white in his beard. How old does that make you all feel? That Jake Cave looks like an old dude. What? Oh, this is really weird. I don't like this. Now, mm-mm, now, I don't like this at all. Jake Cave, he looks so old. Oh my God. Wait, how old would he be now? You guys remember, you know, it's kind of funny because I always joke about how I don't pay attention to prospects, but I kind of do because I knew, I know their names and I know stuff that's happening with them. And, you know, I had a group of friends who were really into prospects in the early to mid 2000s and beyond. So I knew from them a lot of people's names and stuff. And I, I knew who to keep track of and who to pay attention to. And so when I see these guys on other teams and, you know, think back to when they were guys that we paid attention to, it's just, this is, it's wild. It's really wild. He's only, he's not even 30. Why is his beard that white? I was going to say, he can't be that old. I'm shocked by how white his beard is. He will be 30 in December. Wow. Is it because he's playing for the Twins that he has a white beard? I don't understand why he has a white beard like that. That is amazing. Holy cow. Jake Cave. He was drafted by the Yankees in 2011. Yeah, I do remember that. That's so funny. He came up with Minnesota. He's been with Minnesota his entire major league career, and he came up with them in 2018. But it's just, he does look a lot older than... Oh, thought that was a check swing. I mean, not a check swing. I thought he went. And so did Domingo Herman, but he didn't. Yeah, you could have called that a check swing, duder, at third base. Who's the third base ump? Who do I have to yell at? Who is that? You could have you could have called that up. You could have. I don't like these guys. They're annoying me. It is. Oh, Larry Vanover. He's an infamous 
ump. You all know his name. So Peraza's leading off in the bottom of the sixth. I would like for the Yankees to get out of this Get it. There you go. Okay. Um, not a bad inning from Herman. He got three fly balls, pop-ups, two pop-ups and a fly ball. So yeah, still 3-1. And it's, I don't want to say this, it's the Twins. It's possible if the Yankees keep them at 3-1, the Yankees could actually win this. Remember the game when they were down 3-1 and Gary Sanchez came up in the bottom of the ninth and walked off and they won 4-3? Let's hope that happens. Let's hope it's Judge. Let's hope it's Judge hitting his 56th home run in the bottom of the ninth. In a moment, we'll talk more about this game, and we'll talk more about the injury issue with the Yankees and why this lineup is so atrocious. But first, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Cookie dough chunk puffs. They're light. They have a chewy texture. They have real cookie dough chunks right at the top. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're healthy for you. They're only 160 calories. They have 15 grams of protein. So go to built.com and snag a box for yourself and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding spot and hoard them for yourself. Personally, I do that. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough puff is, excuse me, cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. It's chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. They're so good. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15. Thank you for making Lockdown Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you're notified when each episode premieres. I'm not lying about Built Bar. They are unbelievable. And the cookie dough chunk is right up there with mint brownie for me. That's how good they are. Oh, they're fantastic. They're so good. I highly recommend them. So get them if you can. Okay. Peraza is up. He's one for one. Got his first hit earlier. Good for him. Now, the reason why the Yankees lineup is so screwy and why it's filled with minor leaguers is Stanton is still not feeling well. DJ LeMayhew. Boone said yesterday, after the game was rained out, that he wasn't playing in game one. You might see him in game two. His toe is still bothering him. And, oh, Peraza just got a second hit. Good for you, kiddo. And then Anthony Rizzo had to be put on the IL. He's having migraines. And they're thinking it's from the epidural that he got in his back. Because sometimes people get migraines from epidurals, apparently. Look, migraines are not fun. They're not fun. So I feel bad for Rizzo. I said it the other day. He's having one of the, the more quiet 30 home run seasons because, you know, he's not really doing much else other than the 30 home runs. Um, and this is just a bummer that he has to go on the IL. Matt Carpenter isn't coming along as quickly as they had hoped. They're going to take another x-ray in a couple of weeks. 
So his estimated time of arrival looks to be pushed back. That's a bummer. Because of all people to want to have back in your lineup, Matt Carpenter? Who would have uh, who would have imagined that this season? Not me. It's so strange. Like, it really is how odd this season has become that we're clamoring for... We're clamoring for Matt Carpenter to come back, of all people. So game two is Garrett Cole against Joey Ryan. That's the guy that I joked about having the the Dr. Hook-looking facial hair. Yeah. Maybe not Dr. Hook. Maybe not Dr. Hook. Dr. Hook was cool. Captain Hook. Maybe more like... um. The Count from The Three Musketeers. Maybe he looks more like him. I think so. Now, I'm thinking of the Tim Curry version of that. The uh, Chris O'Donnell, Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland version of Three Musketeers from almost 30 years ago. That's the movie I'm thinking of. That's what Joe Ryan looks like. <laughs> Joe Ryan is 10-7 and 7 with a 3.88 ERA in 118 and one-third innings. Now, Garrett Cole, you know all about Garrett Cole and his um, stats. He's 10 and 7 on the season. 3.28 ERA, 27 starts, 164 and two third innings, 204 strikeouts. This was his major league debut, Varland. You know, good for you, but also you're facing a minor league lineup, so calm yourself no offense no offense but you're not facing the full-blown new york yankees so you know everyone's gonna be like oh he did it against the yankees and then they're gonna look at the lineup and think oh okay yeah that's why but good for you and his family's there they just showed him in the crowd so that's that's nice so yeah ryan against cole in game two which again I believe starts 30 minutes after this game ends. I believe that's how doubleheaders, single admission doubleheaders work. You don't see them much anymore. And then the starter for tomorrow night for the Yankees is still that TBD guy. It's, yeah, it's still the TBD dude. Sonny Gray is pitching for the Twins. Oh, and Josh Donaldson's on the maternity uh, maternity. No, he did not have a baby himself. Paternity <laughs> list. His fiance was having a baby, which is why Ronald Guzman is up. And Andrew Har is the 29th man for the doubleheader. That's why he's in the lineup. Davey Garcia is also up. I forgot to mention that earlier. Davey Garcia is also up in case they need him to pitch. Stanton is still day to day with that foot injury that he got when he fouled a pitch off his left foot on Monday night, as I said, on Monday, wait, did I say this on Monday night? Yes, I did. Monday night, the x-rays were negative and Stanton was better today and he could be available for tonight. Let's hope he is. I know he's only four for 38 since coming off the IL, but even just having him in the lineup, even though he's only batting 105, hmm. Just having that presence in the lineup is better than what's in the lineup right now. Again, no offense to these guys. I'm so sorry to them, but yeah. 
So Aaron Judge is about to come up against Griffin Jacks. He's 5-3 with a 3.34 ERA in 62 innings. He has 17 walks to 70 strikeouts. He's given up six home runs, but opponents are only batting 213 against him. So will they pitch to Judge, even though there's only one out and someone on? Does Rocco Baldelli hold up the four? Or does he say, you know what? Go after this guy, Griffin Jacks. It looks like Griffin Jacks is going to go after him. That's pretty ballsy, I have to say. Let's see. Will Aaron Judge get number 56 here? Oh, Ooh, that was outside. Okay, that was outside. I thought that was a strike. It wasn't. He could have pulled that, though. 95 miles an hour. Not bad for Griffin Jacks. That doesn't sound like a real name. It sounds like his name should be Jax Griffin, right? It should be reversed. Now he's going inside. Oh, that was a cookie, Judge. What are you doing? Right down the middle, 95 miles an hour. Come on, man. You could have hit that. This kid's going to strike him out and he's going to feel happy. I struck out Aaron Judge. My teammate gave up his 55th home run. But I struck out Aaron Judge. He hasn't struck him out yet. 1-1 one, one pitch. Ooh, that was a good pitch, too. What are you looking at? Why isn't he swinging? <laughs> now he's going to swing it like a breaking ball and strike out. How much do you want to bet? Let's not. Let's not bet. Aaron. Oh, that's right. Gary is catching. I forgot about that. Gary Sanchez is catching. He's probably like... Let's see what happens. Oh, boy. Oof. Fouled one off. I can't be a play-by-play -play person. It's hard being a play-by-play -play person. I mean, you have all the information in front of you. You know, if you look at a booth, they have all as much information as they could possibly have on people in front of them. Um, so they can talk about stuff. Plus, you have... You know, you have the play-by-play -play guy, then you have the color guy. So, you know, Kay does the play-by-play. -play. Cameron Maben's doing the color. He's talking about stuff and talking about what it was like to play with Judge. And, you know, talking about... Eh, he popped up. Talking about what it's like to be in that situation. Coming up like that. And even speaking about what it's like to be a pitcher having to face someone like Aaron Judge. That's why it's always good to have someone as the color person who played baseball because you get those inside stories. And especially if it's someone who recently played baseball and you can tell stories about what it's like to play with current players, that's always a plus. That's why I enjoy having Cameron Mabin in the booth. And this is nothing against the guys who haven't played baseball who were in the booth, but it's always better to have that sort of experience there judge does not look happy and speaking of judge not looking happy or you know speaking of judge and all that other stuff i forgot to bring this up in the cold open randy levine was on a podcast i believe it was the new york post podcast and john Heyman's on that podcast and he was just yapping 
about a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't be yapping about. And that's the one thing that drives me crazy about Randy Levine. You know, president. He's the president of the Yankees, right? He's been around since 2000. So he's been with the team 22 years. And every time he opens his mouth, it's not good. It's not good. In fact, let's go through some of the, t- the quotes because <sighs> I've had issues with Randy Levine. And I think because I've been outspoken about my issues with Randy Levine, when a friend of mine was talking to someone that he knows in the public relations department with the Yankees, that person said of me, we're aware of Stacy Gotsoulias. They're aware of me. Because the Yankees don't like when you speak out against ownership and the front office. They don't like when... Did he just hit that out? How did he hit that out? Glaber Torres literally just swung at a ball that looked like it hit his elbow. <laughs> and he just hit a home run to tie the game. And it went a 407 feet. Show that again, please, because I don't understand how that happened. That was a very odd swing. That was odd. Please show it again. They will. Amazon will show it again. I thought he popped that up. I thought it was not going anywhere. And it went 407 feet. What on earth? Oh, they were just looking into the camera dancing, uh, judging. Please show it again. Hello? They won't show it. Show it again. There we go. Oh, no. Okay. I don't know if it was the angle from behind the pitcher, but it looked like the ball was way higher on his bat than it actually was. But yeah, he hit it 407 feet. (laughs) Good for him. Glaber, I hope this wakes you up. He didn't really, I don't know. That was hitting a strange part of the bat, and he, he really, he hit the crap out of that. Like, wow, good for you, dude. So the game's tied. Yankees tied the game. It's 3-3 in the bottom of the sixth. Oh, now you call that not a, a, a what's it called? Check swing? Let's see. Oh. I thought they were going to show the check swing. They just show Glaber's home run. I'm like, that's not the check swing. They're not going to show the check swing because it's the end of the inning. So Glaber has 19 home runs. He's almost at 20. And I know I just joked about how he's not a major league hitter, but he hasn't been doing well. His average, let's see, was down to, I just saw it, two. Obviously, it starts with a two. Does not start with a one, so that's good. You don't want that. He's at 241. Mm, Not atrocious. Not atrocious, but not great. You know, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is hitting 264, but Judge is up at 302. Aaron Judge is having a hell of a season. He really is. So he breaks out of the tie with A-Rod, because A-Rod hit 54 in... 07. So, um, 
Judge now has the most home runs from a right-handed batter with the Yankees. Because if you recall correctly, Maris was a left-hander. So Aaron Judge is doing amazing things this season, and he's carrying the Yankees. He started the scoring. I know Glaber just tied the game, but he started the scoring. So it's Aaron Judge's world, and we're all just hanging out in it. So Randy Levine said some things about Aaron Judge and the negotiations and what the Yankees were doing. And people had adverse reactions to what Randy Levine said, because they always do. Because he talks too much. All right. Actually, let's go into this first, because he was talking about revenue the last two seasons. And I jokingly quote tweeted this because someone was tweeting all of his quotes from the podcast. Yes, we have a lot of revenues, but we also have a lot of expenses. Inflation, the cost of business goes up. We're coming off of COVID. We had no revenues for almost two years. There are a lot of factors in it. Hal is committed to winning a World Series because people were talking about the money and not spending. The Yankees are spending. They're just not spending wisely because... They should have offered Judge Moore. And I won't be surprised if he leaves. I won't. I'll be very bummed if he does. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Just because of the way the Yankees have treated him. And because of things that are said. So Levine said, What we'll talk about with Judge and his representatives in the offseason is how do we keep him? And then it'll be up to him to see. Does he want to stay here? Does he want to go someplace else? Is someone else offering him a better deal? How about you make it so no one else offers him something better, Randall? I don't even know if that's his real name. (laughs) And Hal is Harold, right? That's his first name. Why couldn't he be Harry Steinbrenner? Harry would have been such a cooler name. Hal is not a cool name. Harry Steinbrenner. Dude, your name could have been so much cooler. But yeah, how about you make an offer he can't refuse? Is that the Godfather? Right? How about we do that, Yankees? And don't make it so he goes somewhere else. You know, because people keep talking about next year's schedule, the Yankees start off playing against the Giants. A lot of people are thinking that maybe that's a strike. Call it. Thank you. Um, Maybe Judge goes to the Giants. Maybe they make him an offer he can't refuse. He's from Linden. He's from up there in Northern California. And maybe he wants to play for a hometown team. And maybe they make an offer that makes him want to leave the Yankees and go there. I really do not want to see a situation next season where Brian Cashman comes out and says, oh, well, we tried. We tried. But we couldn't, you know, he chose to go somewhere else. I will be apoplectic if that happens. (laughs) I will be so angry if that happens. I do not want to see that. The Yankees will be making a huge mistake if they let Aaron Judge go. 
And again, I've said this many times. I know. He's on the wrong side of 30, but as long as they don't sign him to a nine-year deal, it's fine. But you want Aaron Judge on the team. Otherwise, that championship window that's already closing, it's already like a sliver right now, is going to be slammed shut for a few years, and you're not going to have a chance to do anything. So it's 3-3, bottom seven. I'm going to have to end this because we don't want to go much more than 30 minutes. So let's just hope that the Yankees untie this, that it's the Yankees who untie this and um, win the game. Maybe. We'll see. Wandy Peralta's in the game, by the way. Domingo Herman is out. Yeah. So... Tomorrow's show will be a recap of both of these games, this one and tonight's game. We'll preview the final game of the series, and I'm hoping that Abby will be back with me, and we'll have plenty to talk about together. It'll be a cool, dual-hosted show. Hopefully. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can watch the show on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the bell. If you hit the thumbs up, you help us. If you hit the bell, it helps you because it tells you when our videos come out. We're also available in Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And if you need something else to listen to after you listen to us check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of the doubleheader. Hopefully the Yankees will pull this off and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.